Welcome to Guided Way Ministries with Pastor Alan Rogers. In a fast-growing cold world, this message offers you the bread of life and an opportunity to drink from the fountain of living water. In this message, you will hear only the truth, and if you do not want to listen to it, turn it off. If you are hungry for revelation in the Word of God, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, if you are looking to be spiritually uplifted, be willing to listen, and listen with all your attention. For what you will hear in this message is not carnal, but spiritual. We hope you are blessed, edified, and fully rejuvenated in your spirit to continue with everyday life. God has truly been good to each and every one of us. I thank God for another day. You know, today's lesson is about a giant. Every one of us have problems. We all have giants in our lives. And I did not know what the name Goliath meant. But when I looked up that name Goliath, the same giant that David killed is the same giant by name that is bothering a lot of God's people today. That word Goliath means a lot. Today we're going to be talking about some ways to overcome that Goliath, that problems that don't seem to leave us alone, the situations that we feel stuck in that we can't get over. And, and we all have those problems. It doesn't matter who we are. We could be going to church. We could be very religious. We could be non-religious. We could be anybody, anywhere, rich, poor, in prison, free. It doesn't matter. Everybody has problems that they face. It doesn't matter who you are. The devil doesn't miss a beat. And the more you want to get to God, the more the devil will try to stop you. Because he doesn't want to see you end up in a place that he tried to be. He tried to take over heaven. He tried to take over and, and be God. And when he found out that he got kicked out of heaven, and now you and I have that same opportunity to be one with God, what he was trying to do, he's not going to let us do that easily. But we have a promise that God made us. And he said, I will not suffer no more to come upon you than you're able to bear. We have a mediator that knows how we feel no matter what. We're going to cover a couple scriptures today. I'll be reading 1 Samuel 17, 32. We're going to go to Luke 21, 33 through 34. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. Ezekiel 22, 30 through 31. Matthew 9, 35 through 38. 1 John 2, 12 through 14, and Philippians 4, 13. Let us pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for another day. Thank you, my God, for gathering us together one more time. Thank you, my Father, for this opportunity to be in the house of God. My Father, bless this word to go forth. Bless it to land on good ground. Bless us to bring forth fruit, my Father, fruit of the Spirit, a hundredfold. Bless us to understand what the Spirit is saying unto us, my God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So in 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter, We'll begin at the 32nd verse. And it says, And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Now, a little recap about this chapter. The children of Israel set their battle in array, and they were going to fight against the Philistines. But the Philistines had this big 
huge and humongous man named Goliath. And he was about nine feet tall and he was extremely huge. And he would come out every single day, morning and night. Let me tell you something. God honors the evening sacrifice and he honors the morning sacrifice. And if you notice, the devil always tries to act like God. So he got this Goliath and he stood up every single day. How long did Jesus fast? 40 days and 40 nights. And this Goliath gets up for 40 days and 40 nights, morning and evening, to taunt the children of Israel. And he gets up and he says, who will fight against me? Pick you a man that will fight against me. Now all the children of Israel, they were scared. They ran every time that giant got up. The same thing happens in our lives today when the devil brings us a problem. A lot of people will run. They will turn from it. They will either turn to drugs, alcohol, women, men. It doesn't matter. We try to ignore a situation and we try to drown out our problems and our pain. But the reality is fight. If you want to win, you got to get up and fight. You, the more you run, the longer your problem will stay there. When you get up and you deal with it, it goes away. When you cover it, it comes right back up. So this Goliath, he is standing up every single day. But David said something very important. He said, let no man's heart fail. That word fail means don't lie down. It means don't fall, don't fall away. Don't be overthrown. Don't let the problems in your life overthrow you. Get you so far down until you forget who you really are. Until you forget the good things that God has done for you. That word fail also means to accept. Don't accept defeat. When you're facing a problem, don't just say, well, I've been dealing with this. I'm used to it. No, you're not. We don't accept what the devil has done to us. We don't accept our problems and defeat. We accept them to win. You want to fight? Let us win. We will win. Why? Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Don't accept defeat. Never accept defeat. It means don't lie down and feel inferior to what you're going through. When the devil brings something, don't feel like you're less than that. Because we are not worthy of the Lord's mercies, but through Jesus Christ, he made us worthy. We're not worthy to go to the throne of grace, but because of what Jesus did, we are now worthy to go to the throne of grace. The problems that we face, we got that. We can stand up and fight not because of our goodness, but because of what Jesus did for us. We can win. There's no problem that is so big we can't win because Jesus has these under control. No matter what it is, the word fail means don't be so overwhelmed with your problems until you lose focus on reality. What is reality? Reality is the promises of God that God made you and I. We're going to read one of those in Jeremiah. First, go to Luke 21, 33 through 34. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life, and so that day come upon you unawares. 
See, he's saying don't be overwhelmed. Don't, don't let the devil bombard you so bad until you begin to be overwhelmed and you can't think, you can't move, you can't function the way God wants you because the devil don't leave you alone. He's saying don't let that happen to you. We're not ignorant of the devil's devices. We know he wants to kill us. We know he came to kill, to steal, and to destroy. We know he doesn't want us to be successful. We know he wants to throw everything in our face to keep us down. So why are we letting him win? We know that's what he wants. We're not ignorant of his devices. We're not ignorant of how the devil works. We know how he works. So let us stand up and fight. We're going to Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then you shall call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And you shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. See, the devil tried to be God. He tried to take over heaven. He tried to sit on the throne of God, and he got kicked out of heaven. He got thrown to the ground. But now you and I have a chance to sit with God in heaven. We have a mansion that he went to prepare for us. We have a place to be one with God. We have that opportunity and the devil don't want it. The Bible says in Jeremiah 11, I know the thoughts that I have towards you. God is not looking to destroy us. He's not looking to condemn us. He's not looking to throw us down. So David said, don't let your hearts fail. Don't be so overwhelmed with your problems until you forget about reality. The reality is God loves you. Reality is God, every thought that God has about you and I are nothing but peace, joy, love in the Holy Ghost. It's not pain and suffering. It is gift of life. That's what God has thoughts about us. So when the devil comes in like a flood, don't lose reality. Don't lose focus on the things that God has planned for you. Another part of reality is the other promise that God gave us. All things work together for the good to them that love God. You might be down on your knees one day. You might be feeling like everything is going wrong. But let me tell you something, that little situation is only to make you stronger. It's only to get you to a different place in your life. God is not coming back for weak soldiers. He's coming back for strong ones. So he lets situations happen in order to prepare us for the next step in life. We are growing children of God. We are not staying the same size. We're not staying the same age. When we have children, we get excited to watch our children grow. Now, what happens 20 years later when you have a five-year-old that never grew? Something is wrong. Something's not right with that child if the child stays looking like he's five years old and he's 20-something. The same thing in spirituality. If you're not going to grow in Christ, something is wrong. You have to mature. You have to grow. You have to go to different levels, higher heights, deeper depths. You have to be able to excel in Christ. But you can't if you always run from your problems. If you always try to bury your situations, you're never going to grow. But when the devil comes at you with no matter what it is, and you face him back, 
You may come at me with a sword and with shields. You may come at me with drunkenness, loneliness, drugs, addictions. It doesn't matter what you come at me with. I come against you in the name of the Lord and you can win. We don't need to sit down and accept what the devil has for us. No, we accept what God has for us, not what the devil has for us. We're not losers. We are winners in Christ. We're not weak. We are strong through Jesus Christ. We are not just a nobody. We are a royal priesthood of God. We are somebody that God loves, admires, thinks about, cares for. We're not just a nobody. We are somebody in Christ. But David says, let no man's heart fail because of him. I will go and fight this Philistine. There's some people that can't get up and fight. There's some people like the children of Israel, they were too afraid to go and face this Goliath. There's some people that the devil has wounded so badly throughout their life, they feel that church is not a place for them. They feel like they've done so much wrong until there's no such thing as forgiveness. They feel like they're so overwhelmed in what they have done and what the devil has caused them to go through until there's no chance to stand up. That's when you and I and the other people of God need to pray for those people because they deserve a chance just like you and I. I didn't deserve the chance to be up here preaching to God's people. He just gave me that opportunity. I didn't deserve to be somebody. Jesus did that for me. So if he could do it for me, he could do it for everyone. If he can bless you and I, he can bless everyone. There is nobody that has sinned so badly till Jesus says, I'm not going to forgive them unless they blaspheme against the Holy Ghost or they want to be in the world. Because if you want to go that way, God doesn't step in. But if you don't want to, there's not a problem that God can't fix. David said, I will go and fight. We're going to Ezekiel 22, 30 through 31. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Therefore have I poured out mine indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their own way have I recompensed upon their heads, saith the Lord God. See, God has always been looking for that person that will stand in the gap, that person that will mediate between the people. He's always been looking for that person. But the Bible says the leaders of this people caused them to err. They weren't teaching the people right. They weren't leading the people right. They weren't telling the people the truth. They were taking bribes. They were taking money. They were just doing whatever they wanted to do. And God was killing the people left and right because they were not doing what they were supposed to be doing. But he sent Jesus to stand in the gap between us and God. And he sent Jesus to do that for us so Jesus could mediate for us. But still, he's looking for the preachers and the pastors and the bishops and the young men and the young women to still be prayer warriors. He could have fed the 5,000 by himself, but he didn't. He gave the food to his disciples so they can give it to the people. He's still doing that today. You can talk to somebody that I can't talk to because there's some people that will listen to you more than they listen to me. There's some people that feel a deeper connection with you than they do with me. So you have to be in tune with God too. So that when you see that person, you can say, I'll go fight your giant for you. 
and you stand up. I will go to battle for you. That's what we are supposed to do as a body of Christ is bear one another's burdens. We're supposed to fight for each other. We're supposed to lift each other up. We're supposed to encourage one another. We're supposed to stand up for each other. Not bicker and backbite and talk bad about each other. We're supposed to love one another. Help each other. David said, I will go fight him. We're going to Matthew 9:35 through 38. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then said he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. See, as Jesus was preaching, he saw the multitude, and they were fainting. And the word faint means to give up, to lose hope. There's a lot of people today that are losing hope. They're losing faith. They're giving up. Why? Because where can you find somebody that will fight for you? Where can you find somebody that will say, you know what, if you need prayer, we will pray all night long. Where can you find that person that you can call 24 hours a day and say, you know what, I'm struggling, and they will be there for you. Where can you find somebody that will tell you the truth whether you want to hear it or not? Because the truth is the only thing that can make you free. A lie, a pat on the back, it's okay, everything's all right. That doesn't help you. But when somebody says, you know what, what you're doing is wrong and you need to stop, here's my hand, let's go. That is the kind of person you need to pull you out. That's who we're supposed to be. The Bible says the harvest truly is plenteous. There are so many people that need Jesus, but who can Jesus work through? He's supposed to be able to work through all of us. He's supposed to be like, Adam, go and talk to these people. Isaac, go over here. Eric, go do this. Mary, these people need you. Mikey, over here. Philip, over there. He's supposed to be able to use us for his people that are lost. We're not supposed to be so selfish and so goody two-shirts that we can't help. No, no, that's not what we're supposed to be like. We're supposed to stand in the gap and fight for everybody. We're going to 1 John. 2 12 through 14. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven and for his name's sake. I write unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because ye have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because ye have known the Father. I have written unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because ye are strong and the word of God abideth in you. Yes. And ye have overcome the wicked one. Amen. He's writing unto us because we are strong. You know, when you get up in age, you start losing your physical body, begins to get more weak, more fragile, more you can't do as much. But when you're young, you can fight, you can run, you got energy, you can do a lot more than an 80 year old man. He's probably smart, but he can't do as much as you. So he says, I call you young men because you're strong. Let's give God our youth. While we are young, let's give it to God so that he could use us. And then when you get older, he'll have a different position for you because he knows you can't go out to the battle like that. David fought Goliath. But after a while, after he started getting older, what happened to him? He went to the battle and he was just trying to fight and he lost. 
one of the Philistines was going to kill him. And somebody had to go rescue David. And then they got David and said, you're not going to battle anymore because you can't fight anymore. Because once you get up there in age, you just, you don't got it anymore. But he called us when we're young because we're strong. The devil can fight us in any direction and we can pray, we can fast, we can read, we can fight. We're young. Let's give it to God and let's help those that need help. We're going to Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Now that verse is very encouraging because I want to tell you what the word Goliath means. The word Goliath means exile and the word exile means to strip, to remove to uncover. First of all, we know that the devil came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The devil wants to take everything that God has given you away from you. He wants to strip you from your joy, from your peace, from your happiness, from your own sanity. He wants to strip everything he can from you. We all have a Goliath in our life that is trying to get us. It also means to uncover. He wants to uncover secrets and things that we've done in the past that we have went to God and said, Lord, I'm sorry for these things that I've done. The devil wants to bring that up. He wants to rub it in your face. He wants to show you that you haven't changed. But what you can fight back with is I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I don't have to look back on my past. I don't have to stay stuck in a rut. I don't have to listen and be down and out. I can stand up and run for Christ. I don't have to be lost. I don't have to be defeated. I am a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. There's not a problem that can keep us down. That word means to plainly publish. The devil wants everyone to see how bad you were. And he will start rumors and lies about you to make you look bad. But you got that scripture you can rely on. I can stand up. Though everybody wants to look at me and hate me, I can still stand up. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what people say. It matters what God says about you. And when you stand before God, when he calls your name, and you hear those wonderful words, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. You're not going to sit there and be wondering what so-and-so is still thinking about you. Because they're probably still cursing you out. They're probably still talking bad about you. And you're over there in the presence of God, happy. Don't let the devil get you down. Don't let him ruin your life. Don't let him ruin your day. It means to take captive. The devil tries to imprison us in our own minds. You're not good. You're not gonna make it. You can't let go. You're stuck in a rut. This is where you belong. No, that's not where you belong. You don't belong in a rut. You don't have to stay down. You don't let the devil control you. You control him. The Bible says, I will give you the keys to the kingdom. And whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. When you pray, pray the freedom over yourselves. And over your families and over your friends. Pray victory of what they're going through. That they can overcome whatever they're stuck in. Because we are more than conquerors. We are children of the king. We're not some little person that can't do anything. 
we are soldiers. We need to get up and fight and stand our ground. That Goliath took one stone. He had a helmet of brass. He had a breastplate of mail. He had iron on his legs. And then he had a guy going before him with a shield. He was well prepared according to himself to win. And what did David say? I'll go fight him. Now what made the giant so angry is because David was little. If they would have picked a big man, then the Goliath probably would have been like, okay, this is a challenge. <laughs> they didn't have one. They had that little you and that little me to go up against this great big giant. But David knew something that the giant didn't know. That with God, all things are possible. If you have God, you can win. If you have Jesus, you are not going to ever lose. Goliath didn't know that. He trusted in his shield and his spear. But David trusted in God. Saul gave David armor. And David tried it on. He said, I'm not going to prove this. This doesn't belong to me. You know why? Because God has given each and every one of you what you need to win. You don't need anything extra. You got everything you need to win. David had his little shepherd's bag and his little sling in his hand. And that was all he needed. And you mix what God gave you with some faith, you'll be unstoppable. You mix what God has given you with faith in Christ and you'll knock that giant down. You'll win. You will overcome. So keep in mind today, don't let the devil trap you down. Face that Goliath, whatever it may be. Face him, fight him, and you'll win. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. We're going to open the altar if anybody wants prayer. Just come up. God has been so good to each and every one of us. And I know that God is real. And I tell people, if you come to this church and you don't feel the presence of God, then I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. If you don't hear the truth, then I failed. So then pray for me. I didn't went off the deep end, so... <laughs> pray for me, but we're going to open the altar. If anybody wants prayer, just come up. God is good to us. God is so great, so strong, and so mighty, there's nothing my God cannot do. My God is so great, so strong, and so mighty, there's nothing my God cannot do. The mountains are his, the rivers are his, the stars are his handiwork too. My God is so great, so strong and so mighty, there's nothing my God cannot do. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for another day. Thank you, my God, for gathering us together yes, one more Jesus. time. Thank, Thank you, my Jesus. God, for these opportunities to yes, be in the house of yes, God once Lord. more. Thank, Thank you, Jesus. my Father, for everything that Thank you have you, done Jesus. for us. Yes, Thank Lord. you for the problems that we Thank go you, through Jesus. to make us stronger. Thank you, Thank you my God, for the situations that we yes, have. <clears throat> Thank you, my Father, for being so good to us, my God. Lord, there's not a problem that you cannot take care of. There's not a thing, my God, that is too hard for you. Every situation, my God, you are in control of. And we're asking that you continue to bless each 
and every one of us, my God. Continue to pour out your spirit upon us, oh Lord God. Continue to shine your loving face upon us, my God. And Lord, as we come before you, you said come boldly before the throne of grace. And we're asking, my Father, that you will give us wisdom and understanding. That you will lead us and guide us, my Father. Give us the strength to carry on. Give us the strength to stand up and fight this giant, my God. No matter what it may be. And even if he's not after us, he is after your people, my God. But we are asking that you bless us to stand in the gap in the name of Jesus. That we will be able to pray for your people. We will be able to encourage one another. We will be able, my Father, to lift each other up, God. For it is your battle. You already won. You are the victory. You are everything that we need. You are the bread of life. You are the living water. You are the robe of righteousness. You are the peace when we feel down. You are our strength when we feel weak. You are the conqueror when we feel like we're losing. You are the one that lifts us up whenever we slip. My God, we're asking that you teach us how to be soldiers. That you will let us overcome. That you will let us win. That you will teach us how to behave ourselves in the house of God. That you will teach us how to encourage your people. That you will teach us how to feed your people, my God. That you will teach us how to let our light shine that everyone will see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. My Father, remember each and every one that showed up today, my God. I ask that you will reach out your hand, that you will touch each and every one, my God, that you will grant all of us our requests, the petitions of our hearts, my God, that you will protect the children, oh God. My Father, for the devil has desired to sift us as wheat, but we are asking that you pray for us, Jesus, that our faith fails not, that you will pray for us, that we will stand strong, that you will pray for us, that we will not give up, that you will give us wisdom and understanding in the name of Jesus. My Father, that you will bless us to be able to hear those words. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. My Father, when we walk out of here, oh Lord God, don't let it be that we remain the same, but let this seed be planted upon our hearts, my God, that we will bring forth fruit in the mighty name of Jesus, that we will have to give others in Jesus' wonderful mighty name. Lord, bless all those that were not here today, my God. Bless them wherever they may be. Strengthen them and bring them back in the name of Jesus at your appointed time, my God. Lord, my God, be with us and keep us. Be with us when we go to work, God. Be with us when we go to schools. Be with us when we go to the churches. Be with us when we go to the stores. Be with us when we go in. Be with us.
with us when we go out. Be with us, my God, when we are sleeping. Be with us when we are awake. And Lord, let us be with you, my God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Bless everything that we do to be for your honor and for your glory. In Jesus' wonderful, mighty name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We will turn the service back over to Director Adam. Would you receive him by the word of amen? The word of God that you have heard and received with an open heart, to live it out actively with all of your being will yield you a bountiful return. Thank you for listening to this message as I hope it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to show you the path of life and an opportunity of a lifetime. It is Christ's love and support that makes this opportunity possible. Please visit Guided Way Ministries online for more products, partnership, or to join. Visit us on Anchor to become a listener supporter. May God bless you. May He keep you. May He shine His face always upon you. And may He forever keep you.